Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. And welcome to part two of this week's Clash. So on Monday, we went sleuthing around Los Angeles to find out who framed Roger Rabbit. And now we're heading over to Rhyme City, where Poacomon and people live in harmony. But something wicked this way comes. Who is the real villain? A Poacomon worth billions in merchandising value? Or a British thespian parachuted into this one movie? I don't know. Tough one. From 2019, it's Detective Pikachu. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my God, you can understand me. Stop. I've been so lonely. They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, You can hear him, right? Pika Pika. Yeah. Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're going to do this, you and me. We'll have a winner at the end of the show, but which film will it be? Let's find out. It's Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Potters. Harry is still alive. Case closed, but still open. 
until I solve it. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris Tilly. And joining us for today's episode, we have a very special guest. He's one third of RKG Video, making music as part of Team RKT and half of the massive This Paranormal Life podcast. And most importantly for this episode, he knows his Pokemon from his Digimon. It's Rory Powers! Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. What an honour. It's great to have you here. Uh, no, uh, just to clarify, I know, just so you're not like, who is this guy? I do know they're not called Poe Kamon. Uh, I thought I'd do a joke, and then Chris said after Monday's episode, we're going to get a lot of complaints <laughs> because people will think you think they're called Poe Kamon. They're not, are they? Uh, no, they're not. Yeah. I, I got it once wrong. Uh, Tilly and I used to work at IGN together, and I got the name of a Pokemon wrong once in a podcast, and I heard about it for years. <laughs> <laughs> so you look forward to that, Al. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, how, how come you know so much about Pokemon. So I'm part of the generation that was born right when, you know, Pokemon was was blowing up. Uh, like me and all my friends, we were right there when the cards were introduced, when the show was released, when the games came out. I actually think uh, Pokemon Blue on Game Boy was maybe one of the first video games I ever played. Wow. Uh, so we were just, you know, all it was a time when a lot of those like Japanese cartoons and IPs were coming over to the UK. So Pokemon, Digimon, Beyblades... It, everyone was going crazy for them. And Digimon is just a ripoff of Pokemon, right? Digimon is so bonkers. I know Pokemon is nuts, but uh, Digimon <laughs> is... It's bizarre. It's okay. really bizarre. The, the running joke is that, you know, uh, Pokemon, when they evolve, they go through multiple stages where they get a little bit bigger or a little bit stronger. Digimon is like a Digimon will be a little creature... Next level, it has a gun. <laughs> Next level, it's got like a laser mounted on its forehead. It's, it's wild. Why are we doing Detective Digimon? <laughs> that sounds great. I think that's just Robocop. <laughs> yeah, because the reason I invited Rory on is not just because he's a mate, but because uh, we are not the Pokemon generation, it's fair to say. Uh, we do not know our Pokemon from our Digimon, the three of us. And I have this abiding memory of you, Rory, in the, during the Pokemon Go craze of 2016, running oh, yeah. around our office and the streets around our office with your phone, doing things. I've, I've never felt so out of touch as when <laughs> Pokemon Go hit the IGN office and everyone jumped on board and I was just completely lost. That uh, that was I, a lot of people have said it online. I think that's the closest we ever got to world peace <laughs> was when Pokemon Go came out. Mm. I used to finish work and then uh, so that I could reach a couple gyms and find some Pokemon, I would walk a portion of my uh, trip back home instead of getting on the tube. And I was just I was like outside Liverpool Street Station with like businessmen, 50 year old businessmen <laughs> trying to catch Charizards. And they were like, do you got anything good today? And I was like, yeah, I got a squirrel and a cat. It was insane. It just felt, I don't know, it was this cool thing that really brought people together. And I still do play it a lot. It is a great game. I mean, I, I actually did play Pokemon Go. So I, I am with you. The augmented reality kind of tech behind that sort of like running your camera around the real world and seeing Pokemon was yeah. kind of cool. Although I do remember a lot of kids, a lot of stories in the press of kids like wandering onto industrial estates trying to catch Pokemon <laughs> and being mugged for their phones. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not yeah. realize. Yeah. 
I heard a couple where it's like, you know, someone wanted to catch a magic carp, so they jumped in the ocean or something like that. And it's like, all right, yeah, these are, there's a lot of disclaimers that you wouldn't think you'd have to put at the start of a game, but probably should have. <laughs> and also, just while I remember, do listen uh, to this Paranormal Life podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what it is? Yeah, sure. So it's a, it's a comedy paranormal podcast, emphasis, hopefully, on the comedy side of it, uh, where me and my co-host, Kit Greer, uh, tackle a new paranormal story every week, and we use... Uh, sound design and music and um, uh, comedy improv to kind of bring these stories to life. Yes, yeah, starring Rain Wilson on an episode. How did yeah. that happen? So he was, <laughs> he was, uh, he does some paranormal uh, audio shows um, and I think they were releasing a new season and his manager got in touch and was like, which was perfect for us because he did the show uh, in his character. So his character is called Terry Carnation. And it's like a he's like a weird paranormal enthusiast. So the whole time he was in character on the show, it was great. It was great. He, and he was up for anything. We, we were <laughs> making some very crass jokes and he was on board. So it was great. Amazing stuff. All right, we'll get into this in a moment. But very quickly, if you haven't subscribed to us and be kind enough to do that, uh, please do so on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your pods. It'd be massively appreciated by the three of us. And if you're able to give us a little rating review, that would be awesome too. And if you do give us a review, it might be read out on the show by Chris Tilly, a.k.a. Chris Thrilly, which sounds a bit like this. This is my go-to podcast and definitely worth a listen. Alex, Vicky and Chris are all great and make for a thoroughly entertaining trio, even if the discussion sometimes gets a bit spicy. Oh, funny. Like a curry. <laughs> like Tim Curry. And that is your obligatory Tim Curry mention. That is three weeks now. We've it's the, rule, the, it's the rule of three. That's comedy. Fair enough. Job done. Uh, great. Wonderful stuff. All right, then. So, on Monday, Vicky was saving Toontown from a certain doom, which means today, as a Pokemon newbie, I'm attempting to understand the almost impenetrable world of Detective Pikachu. Let me take you on a journey. Tim Goodman is a lonely insurance adjuster. Is there any other kind? That's a joke. That's a joke. Some of my best friends are insurance adjusters. <laughs> That's a lie, but I've heard they're great. Tim doesn't have a Pokemon of his own, like everyone else, which seems like a blessing. Can you imagine being followed around by someone who just repeatedly says their own name at you? I'm very unclear as to what they offer. Seems less like a friendship, more like you've picked up a parasite from Rhyme City's drinking water. Anyway, Tim soon finds a Pokemon buddy who, thank God, can actually have a conversation. Together, they set out to find out what happened to Tim's policeman dad, who is missing after discovering purple gas. Their trail leads them to Bill Nighy whose warm and genial demeanour, surprise, belies a sinister plan he borrowed from Batman the movie. Or at least it's apparently sinister. I don't know, fusing Pokemon and people. Is that bad? I guess if you're a human Pokemon and you get caught by a human human on a mission to gotta catch them all, and then you have to live out your days in a prisoner ball kept in a kid's sweaty pocket, <laughs> that seems bad. I may have got off track here. Anyway, that doesn't happen because Tim rips off Bill Nye's VR headset. Should have sellotaped that bad boy on, idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, for your consideration, Detective Pikachu. Right, so that's just a taster of what I didn't understand. Histories with this movie. <laughs> I had never seen it before. I watched it. I didn't understand a lot of it. Uh, Victoria. I'd never seen it, although it did have, and I, the, you know, the, I didn't realize this catching stuff in cities, which is what I've called it, is called Pokemon Go. But I do remember the fuss around that, and I remember being jealous, and I wanted in on it, but it felt like I'd missed the curve massively. Um, yeah, and but it, so it had cut through for idiots like me because of Ryan Reynolds, and that's it. Mm. And I don't know anything about Pokemon. Right. I know what Pikachu is because everybody does, but that's it. 
There was a, I, I do think Ryan Reynolds does a good job, even though I sometimes get Ryan Reynolds fatigue. Uh, but mm-hmm. there, there was a petition early on that Pikachu uh, should have been like there was a couple actors that were being floated about, and uh, the front runner for me personally was Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh my god! If Danny DeVito had been the po- the voice of Pikachu, that would have been a, yeah, a ten should, out of ten. Movie. He should be the voice of everything. He would be great. There were some others on the list that weren't quite like uh, when I looked at the list. I did exactly what you do. I was like Danny DeVito, yes. Uh, Hugh Jackman, maybe. But then Mark Wahlberg was on the list. I'm like, Mo. <laughs> Oh my god! Do not get that. I don't want to think Pikachu's no. going to beat me up, <laughs> <laughs> and not Hugh Jackman either. You want someone who sounds like a, a hardball detective? He's yeah, fucking. Yeah. Um, when did you first see it, Rory? I actually, um, so I'm so bad at watching movies that uh, I missed this in the cinema, and I actually watched it for the first time on a plane. That's fine. It yeah. feels like a plain film to me. <laughs> um, did I mean, you stay awake? Did you it... get emotional? Because I, I did actually yeah, get a little bit emotional. Pla- planes will do that. Yeah. And I was, uh, yeah, I had a couple m- tiny little Jack Daniels. Yeah. So I was in a vulnerable state. Yeah. <laughs> the guy in front of me had reclined his chair. So <laughs> it was very immersive. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I went into that movie not expecting much. And I was actually pleasantly surprised. Okay, Chris. I saw the film at an early preview for critics. Did um, you see it though? I'd had a few <laughs> glasses of wine and it's fair to say I was quite confused and I did afterwards blame it on the wine. Uh, then I watched it over the weekend and realised it might not have been just the wine mm. uh, because I ended up having to watch it twice this weekend wow. to just to do this podcast mm. because I was really flummoxed by some of the complicated detail that goes into this plot and also just the lack of explanation of the creatures the second time I was just googling things to try and figure them out I've done a lot of googling this yes. week yeah. you're google today Rory. I'm google yeah I, I'm going to be throwing who, a lot who of sounds questions like, to google you. sounds like a pokemon it's uh, yeah it's I, 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 having watched it and then done the research I've come to the decision that the movie doesn't actually attempt to bring in new people no. as much as it should I disagree 100% agree really yeah I think it's in two halves in the first half I think they try fairly hard and then they give up or stop See, I think I think the opposite. I think the second half it ditches um, a lot of Pokemon stuff and becomes your run-of-the-mill CGI fantasy action spectacle. Mm. But in the first half, when you're meant to be being sort of handheld into this world, yeah. it just got sort of goes. It goes. Oh, do you not know that? Fuck you, mate. <laughs> but maybe they decided they didn't need to because I hadn't realised until researching uh, this film that it's the highest grossing media franchise in the world by quite some distance. By over 20 billion. It's the highest grossing media franchise. Yes. Did in you the look world. at the list? I did. All yeah. right, Alex, I'm going to test these two. So I thought Star Wars would be the number one. It isn't. It's number five. Oh, OK. So do you know, can you guess what any of the three media franchises are between Pokemon at the top and Star Wars at number five? Because I find them quite unexpected. Yeah, really unexpected. All right, we got this. We can do this. Yeah, we can sink our brainwaves, all right? We, we've just got to think. Popular... Uh... Number two, I would say, as a clue, is, is aimed more at girls than boys. And I think... Oh, um... No, I was going to say My Little Pony, but... And then three a... and four are both um, Disney characters. Oh. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah, it's not, it's not what, what you're expecting mm. at all. I know. Not Harry Potter. Yeah, not really? Potter, not Marvel, in the top not, five. not Marvel. What no. have you got to do to get in the top five? They're Disney characters, <clears throat> uh huh. Be wholesome. We I talked about oh, we Mickey talked, Mouse. Mickey yeah. Mouse is number four. Oh, I would have never. Number three that. is even more wholesome than Mickey Mouse. Mm. Mickey Mouse has Disney been... bought this character, and it is. I, I've always known that it's quite an interesting bit of trivia. It's but... a very blustery day. <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> I, they did. I like honey. <laughs> oh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh's three. What? That's mad. Winnie the Pooh's three. And number two, do you want to... Meow. 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 Oh, Meow. Hello. No character sounds like this. Hello. You need to know that. This isn't a character. This is an abstract clue. Hello. Meow. Meow. I don't know. A weird Garfield. Hi. Hello, Kitty. It was quite a good clue. What do you need? Come on. But yeah, hello. Uh, um, Star Wars 67 billion Mickey Mouse and Friends 80 billion Winnie the Pooh 80 billion Hello Kitty 84 billion Pokemon 105 billion Mm -hmm. Oh yeah just because Pokemon, Pokemon have nailed it in so many areas the games are incredible the movies pretty good for the most part yeah the tv show the trading card game they just like everywhere they dip their toes they do a pretty they're very protective of the ip obviously so they usually do a pretty good yeah. job and this was hugely successful wasn't it Al? it was hugely successful uh yeah i mean look just to finish off those stats like you said highest grossing media franchise of all time uh it's the most successful video game adaptation in history and it is uh the fourth best-selling video game franchise of all time as well as the top selling trading card game is a big deal it is uh, and just to bring it right back to basics pokemon is pocket monsters shortened i didn't mm. even, i didn't even know that yeah. that's where i am so uh uh, the various species of Pokemon have actually become pop culture icons. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade features balloons. Uh, Nippon Airways has Pokemon planes, and they've been on the cover of Time magazine. Hopefully those Macy's Day balloons are gas-free. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready to burst at any second. Blending human and Pokemon. Uh, I did read a little bit of uh, science behind the popularity of uh, Pokemon, Um <laughs> I'm not quite sure why this is highlighted particularly, but Professor of Education Joseph Tobin theorises that the success of the franchise was due to the long list of names that could be learned by children and repeated in their peer groups, thus providing a rich source of discussion and getting to show off your knowledge. Okay. Isn't that anything? That's the just yeah. language and the world. Yeah, no, I think the appeal, which is ironic for the generation of the social justice warrior, is they're really into a game that's about slaves and dogfighting. Because <laughs> that's essentially what this is. Don't say social justice warrior. I've told you before. <laughs> You've just put ten to fifteen years on yourself. Old PC's gone mad in the corner. It's a joke, Vicky. Oh, the woke police. <laughs> I will say in Bloody the uh, it, you know in the in the games you know the the uh, the the way a Pokemon battle is portrayed is quite a lighthearted thing. You know, it's it's a little competition in the movie. They're borderline giving crystal meth to animals mm. and yeah. making them fight each other. <laughs> it, it's very aggressive. I, I literally put my hand up then for teacher to answer a question. <laughs> I have. So, teacher, um, <laughs> tell me, what happens in a Pokemon battle? Does the losing Pokemon die? Uh, no. Right. No, it doesn't. I think this is a this is a, uh, a point to, to make is that the battle that they go to in this movie, I think part of it, is that it's like it's an underground battle. They're not supposed to be having it. So maybe they die in this battle because right. it's a bit more of like an informal thing. Uh, but in the games, in the shows, usually what happens is Pokemon fight each other until one faints oh, or okay. blacks Aww, out that's cute. and then uh, returns to the Pokeball. Then you can bring them to a Poke Center or a medical center, basically where they're healed and restored. 
And they're all okay. Everyone's fine. It's all okay. <laughs> so it's like a boxing match. KO, and but they're not dead. Exactly. Right, you, fine. Ta- you take them out. Okay, excellent. And also, thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you'll know more about this, uh, Rory. So apparently uh, they wanted to do something different uh, with this movie because uh, the TV series uh, is based around a character called Ash Ketchum. Yeah. Got to catch them all. He's got to catch them all. Right, got you. <laughs> So uh, is he good? He's great. Okay, it's it's it, you know it, it launched the show uh, the original show launches off in your um your typical fashion small boy living in a tiny town. It's the special day where everyone's given a Pokemon, but uh, all of his friends get Pokemon and there's no one left for him to get. Someone's picked all the three main starters, which is Squirtle, uh, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. He doesn't know what to do, and then all of a sudden. Uh, the professor in the town is like, well, I've got this weird little creature. We don't know what's wrong with it. Maybe you guys could team up together. And that's how Ash and Pikachu then get teamed up together. And that kind of kickstarts their adventures. So it's not, so it's not totally different to the movie. You've got a kid without a Pokemon who yeah. then meets up with a Pikachu. Okay. Living in the small town, you know, has an adventure. It, you know, thematically, it's not dissimilar from the games. I feel oh. like they missed a trick not having Ash pop up in this film or even maybe appear at the end to set up something going forward. Or, or even like on a poster yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. I think that would have been a fun thing. It would have been a cool little Easter egg. Yeah. So the movie then. Uh, directed by Rob Letterman, who's uh, had a few hits, both animated and live action. Shark Tale, Monsters vs. Aliens, Goosebumps, and then this is Detective Pikachu, although I think he got the gig, not for any of those reasons, but because he was the colour and lighting supervisor on Lake Placid Wow, 1999. <laughs> That's the film. Uh, obviously, in the movie, Pikachu can talk because you don't want to just hear Ryan Reynolds saying Pika Pika for two hours. You don't pay Ryan Reynolds for that. Although you do pay Vin Diesel to say I am Groot for two hours. So <laughs> who knows what the rule is? Uh, Justice Smith was cast as Tim. Uh, he just hit the big time with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, soon to be seen in the third part of that movie world, Dominion and the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie. Wow. Uh, excited about that. He yeah. seems to be going on from strength to strength. He's very good in this, though. Mm. I like him. I think he's great, actually. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult role to try and nail because you don't want to be too cartoonish, but you also don't want to be too cynical. But I think he treads that line quite yeah, nicely. Yeah, you're right. Because he's supposed to be a bit emotionally void, but you can't play someone being emotionally void and then try and root for them. So he, it's, yeah. it's like little baby steps with the void kind of thing. <laughs> You've got this problem where you need to show everyone the magical world of Pokemon and also introduce a character who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, quite, it's quite a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and alongside him, Catherine Newton uh, plays the news intern, oh, Lucy, and uh, she'd had some success already. She's uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. She plays um, Frances McDormand's daughter in the flashbacks in that, Lady Bird, and she's gone on to bigger things. She's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So it says here that she was cast after an intense session of reading and testing actresses opposite Smith. Oh. She got the gig. She got the gig. Wow. Uh, finally... Before we get into this impenetrable journey, uh, it set a record on Twitter after the trailer launched. 400,000 mentions in 24 hours for this trailer. So they knew what they were doing. And sure enough, a $150 million budget turned into $433 million at the box office. Woo. Big movie. That's all I got. Although I'm not surprised uh, that it um, made a lot. They spent $100 million marketing this mm. movie. I love is, that it's like, you know, it made... 
however, $300 million uh, in returns, also known as a weekend of Pokemon Go microtransactions, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so wait, you they, they've monetized it, or did they, had they all, oh, always they, monetized it? They've always it. monetized it. Um, what do you use the money for? So you can use it to, so you can only hold a certain amount of Pokemon, and if you want to increase your bag size, you can hold more items or more Pokemon, you can buy basically a bigger size okay and it's all stuff you can earn in game it's like all these mobile games it's like cool. a shortcut you can yeah. just buy it to get it quicker it's like iCloud storage if exactly fine, fine, yeah fine, that's how pokemon is it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure it is sure it is <laughs> did you did you play detective pikachu uh i played a little bit of the game it wasn't particularly popular was it i it, think it's, it wasn't it's well received it's a hard sell yeah you're selling it to people who know i mean pokemon games usually follow a very specific formula and um, so it's kind of hard when you kind of veer off that path a little bit to win that audience over. But I thought it was good, the, the parts I played. Yeah, and I listened to an interview on a podcast called Blank Check with the writers of this, Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet. And they said they were hired because Legendary thought they were the biggest nerds they knew. <laughs> and they just sent them an early translation of the Japanese game. And right. they didn't really know what they were looking at. And then they were told, yeah, you've got to write this Pokemon script, but there's no battles and no trainers. And they said it was like trying to write Star Wars without the Force or lightsabers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but interestingly, when they wrote the script, the script that was used for the film was written pre-Ryan Reynolds. And they said that they were writing a middle-aged, hard-boiled detective and that their inspiration was Eddie Valiant. Of course. Oh. Of Roger Rabbit fame. So Wow. All connects. That would have been yeah. a great connection for the connection section on Monday, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you hold him back. Mm. You've got to spread this love. Yep. Why do we have the section then? Huh? Why do we have the section? What's we, if you're going to say hats, we should drop it. <laughs> <laughs> they do both wear hats. You can't, you can't deny it's a connection. Right then, let's get into this movie. So we get a high octane opening with a freaking scary ass Pokemon breaking out of an Independence Day style lab and apparently killing people. So... I didn't know who Mewtwo was. No, and I spelt it many different ways while I was watching this film. I'm still a bit confused as to how you spell and pronounce Mewtwo. So is Mewtwo, my main question is, first of all, do, do you, th you, know, you didn't know who Mewtwo was, did no. you? Did you not think it looks freaking scary? Yes. It's, it's really terrifying. scary. It yeah. looks like one of those uh, hairless cats. Yes. Yeah, you know? and they're horrible. Ooh, freak me out. Is it a baddie in the world of Pokemon? It is. Uh, I will say it's an antagonist. It's a popular antagonist. Although, like this movie, usually the conclusion is that he's been manipulated or abused into doing these horrible things. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion is it was hopefully with a good purpose. But he is usually, even in the very first ever uh, animated Pokemon movie, he's the main villain, Mewtwo. So was it exciting to see that character immediately? Oh yeah, he's mm. a fan favorite. I mean, he was one of the one of the first Pokemon uh, in that original like 150, the first round, the first games that was like legendary status. So like legendary Pokemon are always a step above the ones you would see in like in the movie, walking on the streets, the day to day sort of thing. So opening with Mewtwo was a smart move. They knew what they were doing. Because I wondered if if they shot their load early here in terms of maybe you save that reveal till later in the film rather than opening with it, but... I mean, it worked for me, because I was like, you know, I walked into this movie going, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm like, oh, it's a big alien, I'm going to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thing absolutely. in a facility. I like facilities. 
I like explosions yeah. and I like scary ass monsters. And, and it's better. Have you watched the alternate opening that they shot? No. It's um, it's Justice Smith um, in his office as an insurance adjuster. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm not. Wow. This is genuine. Wow. You can watch it. It's and really, they're not doing things by halves. It's either a man doing insurance <laughs> or <laughs> a <laughs> monster escaping from a lab. And you two was doing the filing <laughs> behind him. Yeah. And it's his 21st birthday, and one of his work colleagues, played by Rob Delaney. Mm. comes over and says, let's get our drink on. And he says, no. And he says, let's go Pokemon hunting with some ladies and catch them all. Ooh. And he says he doesn't like Pokemon. And then he says he's going to go home and have dinner with his grandma. And Delaney asks if his grandma's single. I'm glad they cut it. It's not It's not the way you want to open your movie. Ah, uh, You can imagine Delaney pulling that off and it not feeling as creepy as it sounded coming from your mouth. <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> But it doesn't feel like the bang that you need, I no. think, for this story. I'm so also interested. So this is a genuine question. So Mewtwo identifies as male. Is this correct? Oh, I don't know. So neither do I. So the, you're still an PC gone mad over there. The people I was watching. <laughs> I thought it was a lady. I thought Mewtwo was a lady. The people I would, I say people, I mean kids, they thought that Mewtwo occupied a gender neutral space. Okay. And I was like, that's cool. I wish that Mewtwo did, but I'm not sure. I and thought then, Mewtwo was sexier yeah. than you two thought. I'm sexier. Uh, <laughs> that was never something I was evaluating while watching something Detective. Welcome Andrew. to the podcast. This is what it's like. <laughs> we still haven't recovered from Jessica Rabbit on Monday. Uh, we're looking. We're looking at any animated character going. Would you? <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you Cubone that? <laughs> Please. Uh, I'm going to get onto Cubone in a second. Uh, but the theology secretary for the Church of England, Anne Richards, uh, describes Mewtwo as representing a parable about. The pointlessness of force and praise the character for displaying the Christian value of redemption. Which I think ties into what you were saying about how they are an antagonist, but they do eventually see the good. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I could imagine Mewtwo up on the cross <laughs> necessarily, but um, sexy cross. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were talking on Monday. You can tap any animated character into Google and find some BDSM images, <laughs> like on a crucifix. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to all our younger listeners tuning in for the first time because it's a Pokemon episode. <laughs> so uh, Tim goes with his best friend, I'm assuming, although he doesn't seem to like him very much. Uh, the friendship thing's weird. It's his best mate, partner in crime. He's going to be gone. Yep. Uh, so he's forcing Tim to catch a Pokemon so he won't be lonely because his best friend's leaving town and Tim's going to be there. And the Pokemon he tries to catch is Cubone, uh, who is a lonely Pokemon. Um, I did some reading around Cubone. Uh, oh, boy. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, it's a lonely Pokemon because it has a tendency to keep itself to itself and avoid social situations due to the trauma caused by the death of its mother. Cubone will often weep at night in mourning of its mother. On the night of a full moon, the cries are said to be especially terrible because Cubone seems to recognise its mother in the full moon and so it howls with particular sadness. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a kid's game. Oh, I, you didn't even read the worst part yeah. yet, which is uh, the skull it wears on its head is its mother's dead skull. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's like its trademark is the dead mum skull. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I mean, and he's wearing it in the film. To be fair, yeah, he is wearing it in the film. Oh, she? Do they have a sex? Do they have a sex? Generally, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, it's usually male or female. <laughs> you don't want to make a mistake, do you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I've got an eye to refer to them, <laughs> or just refer to them as them. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got to catch them all. It's gender neutral, yeah, guys. Come on, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, so. Tim throws, I want to say, a Pokeball. Yes. Great. Uh, at the Cubone. But, and here we go. 
So he catches it in the Pokeball. Mm -hmm. And you think, great, he's caught it. But the light doesn't turn green. Yeah. Because the Pokemon that has been caught hasn't chosen Tim in return. Is that specific to this movie? Because I thought when she caught them, they didn't have the option of going, I'm, I'm refused to be caught once they're in the ball. That is uh, a creative liberty taken by this movie, I think, to kind of mirror uh, or at least display this this relationship that humans have with Pokemon. Right. <laughs> the reality of the games, at least, is that you basically batter the Pokemon as close to death as possible uh-huh. until it's too weak to escape the Pokeball. <laughs> so the, the point of the game is you get it to the tiniest amount of health and then you fucking hammer that thing at it hit it in the face capture it and the weaker it is the higher chance you have of capturing the pokemon okay now it is a little different i believe in the show in the show i don't think it's as much of a health battle thing mm. um but it's usually not this that they have to choose you also and kids play this oh yeah <laughs> okay. oh yeah right. um so if it wasn't already pretty tragic for Tim, having been turned down by the loneliest Pokemon of all, Tim's dad's dead. Huge tonal shift, <laughs> which this film does quite a lot, I think, sometimes quite awkwardly. Yeah, it turns out it was Mewtwo who killed his dad in a fiery crash. Um, so then we get a, a better late than never crash course in the world of Pokemon. So everywhere in the world throughout history, Pokemon live in the wild and are hunted and forced to compete in battles. This sounds pretty unethical, but like you say, it's not the same in the cartoon. So Rhyme City, where these Pokemon and these humans live in harmony, yes. this is unique to the movie. Or is this also in the TV show and it's just the games where you're beating the shit out of them and putting them in prisons? <laughs> it's a, well, it's a location in the game Detective Pikachu. And I think in the games, characters reference Rhyme City but it's not somewhere that you can go as far as I know it's not somewhere you can go in the games okay there are basically very similar locations in the games that are like it's the big metropolis Pokemon and humans work on Wall Street together you know that that sort of vibe so this isn't new to the film this idea of like you having this little friend alongside you who's always there but you don't these are really important questions I'm going to get them all done now I was going to say this feels like an interrogation (laughs) I'm, I'm just really interested so can the human owners of a Pokemon or uh, mm-hmm. your, 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 your Pokemon human and you, there's a Pokemon there, can they understand the Pokemon or is the Pokemon just saying its name over and over again? Kind of the same way you can understand a dog or a cat. Right. It's not really like a direct language thing, sure. but it's usually the inflections. or You imbue you know. emotion on it, basically. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. The infomercial on the train, they said they were, they were cribbing directly from Total Recall. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's where we get the information in Total Recall about Recall is on a train video. Oh, yeah. Although Lickitung isn't doing his business in <laughs> yeah. Total Recall. What's that dude about? <sighs> Lickitung. Oh, you, were, you want to talk about sexy Pokemon? Here you go. <laughs> he is quite sexy with that tongue. <laughs> is it boy? They are quite sexy. I'm not trying to <laughs> with that tongue. be a dick. It's just, yeah, how do you fine, know? Fine. I, I, I don't know. Ask. <laughs> but as we've just established, they can't answer. Yeah. So you're just then imbuing whatever you want it to be. Uh, on their response. Lick me here for yes and here for no. I believe if you uh, wanted to find out the gender, you would use your Pokédex to scan ah, the Pokémon, nice. which will tell you detailed information, including is, gender. Okay. Is Pokédex a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. uh, Pokédex is a small device, wasn't talked about in this movie, that you, uh, it's kind of like the exposition machine 
So in mm -hmm. the show, anytime Ash would meet a new Pokemon, he could point this thing at it and it would just tell the audience what it is, what it does, what it's like. You yeah. know. Do you know what would have been really useful in this film? That, <laughs> that would have been useful. I honestly feel like, as someone who knows nothing, up to the instructional video, it's done a good job of bringing me into the world without telling me too much, which maybe is what you're saying, so that I was intrigued. And I think because of... I misread it a bit. I didn't know that you were supposed to beat the shit out of them. I read it as a sort of interpretation of, you know, the demons in his dark materials, because mm. when you're talking about the part of your soul and all the rest of it, I read it like that, like you team up with this Pokemon and they represent your soul. And I get that from his dark materials. So I was like, yep, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, me saying that you're beating other Pokemon to death was, uh, was you know, a comical way of describing it. It yeah. is much more, especially because it's a kid's show. The idea is that your Pokemon are your friends and your partners. Yeah. And you like, I think the idea is that they like battling with other Pokemon. Sure. It's like a fun, it's like a sport, you know? Yeah. They have tournaments where crowds come and watch gym leaders and trainers battle it out to see who has the strongest Pokemon. So, And the Pokemon enjoy this though. Like they, it's not like they're hunted in the wild and then used in in these sports. No, it's right. all done. There's, uh, you know, every game has its own evil organization, right. uh, like Team Rocket, Team Aqua. Team Magma, and they're always the ones who are like, we're going to use Pokemon to murder and Bastards. kill and bastards. And, yeah, and we don't think we should be friends with them. We think we should hit them, and you have to stop those people. Cool. So when you release your Pokemon out of its ball for a battle, it's like, great, thank you, trainer. I'm yeah. ready to go. It's a love thing. It wants cool. to win. Yeah. Like it's a big happy family. Okay, that answers a lot of questions for me. Thanks very much. Right, we'll get into the plot of this movie right after this break. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so we meet Howard Clifford, played by Bill Nighy, uh, who built Rhyme City and definitely isn't the villain. 
he does here say, I want to evolve into a better version of myself. He tells his plan right like at the start. Yeah, yeah, I like that setup. Announces his plan <laughs> right at the start. Mm. Let's talk about his plan now. He wants to borrow Mewtwo's body to become the most powerful Pokemon. But then you kind of expect this world domination plot, like what's he going to do? Mm. What villainous thing is he going to do with his power? But the rest of his plan involves fusing the humans with their Pokemon yeah. into one creature. It's awesome. It's a great plan. What? I'm on his side. We definitely need some addition where we're explained that he's going to kill them all afterwards or do something yep. evil. But as it stands, I see nothing wrong with what he's up to. It sounds like a real laugh. <laughs> and I don't see why he's the villain of this film. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, I don't... What, what did you make of it? Why is he doing it? Why is it... I guess the big question for all of you is, why is it Why is it bad? Why is that a bad thing, fusing humans and Pokemon? I thought it might mean the extinction of the human race because how would you have babies? Have I misread something? <laughs> like, how do you get human babies? Reader over there. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't it mean the end of the human? If all the human bodies, they were, what are they just wasted corpses? We're, we're evolving. We're evolving. Yeah. I think they merge, right? It wasn't just yeah. dead yeah. bodies yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so okay. then a, a Pokemon human can have a baby with another Pokemon human creating a new race of baby Pokemon. And that's the future of civilization. It's that's just fine. Pokemon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I get that. I think it's a shame that the I is it's fine at the start because when Bill Nye's like, I want to evolve into a better version of myself. I assumed he meant for all things that that encompasses the fullness of his life. I hoped it didn't mean the chair. And when he later on says, "Ever since I've been in this chair, I've focused on bringing the world to me," and I think it's a misstep for the only wheelchair user to be like, "With all your money, Mister Ryan, P.S. You built this city. Mm. If it hasn't got disability access, that's totally on you." <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to go to the world. And I think it's saying this chair means the end of the fullness of my life. And that's a mistake. That is a really good point that I didn't take into consideration. Yeah, it's uh, not. Yeah. Although I think he's got he's got an illness, yeah. a degenerative illness. Yeah. So he literally I says, though, since I've been in this chair, I focus on bringing the world to me. You can go out into the world in a wheelchair. So that's what annoyed me when he right. when he does the hologram stuff later. So he spent all his money making holograms because he's saying I can't go anywhere in this chair actually, okay. which is false in the real world, but also in this world it's his world. So correct it there, right? Kind he, of thing. If he had said I always wanted to look like a floating cat, 100%. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, and possibly gender neutral floating cat. Who actually I think the children I watched they thought that the cat had boobs. So that's where the confusion arose. Sexy boobs. Sexy boobs, but um, then a deep voice. Oh. But in the I same, don't know, what pictures of Mewtwo are you got? What websites are you going on? I'll show you in the pub. Yes. Um, uh, but in the same way that they've made them very much, as we've said, like the demons from Golden Compass, I feel like his plot is is directly cribbed from Doctor Moreau. Oh right, yeah. Except with Doctor Moreau, he's turning out unhappy freaks. Whereas here, I don't know. You're it's into just, it. I can see you. Yeah, into it. I just think fine. it's. I think it's. it's <laughs> doesn't it depend on what you got blended into? Like that duck thing. I'm like, oh man, I know that's Side her duck, Pokemon. Yeah. That's annoying. But if you were like a cool, all powerful cat thing, awesome. But what, if you're just a spitty duck, what would be a bad one to be melded with? <laughs> like a Weedle. Oh yeah, what's you don't even have to know what that is to know what's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sounds like piss caterpillars. So. <laughs> uh, I guess a, a good one would be uh, there's Pokemon like uh, Machamp, for example, who is 
basically just a human who's jacked. So okay. yeah, Perfect. it wouldn't be much of a so I wouldn't change that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, it's already my champ in the studio. <laughs> uh, right, Ken Wanatabi turns up uh, being awesome because he's Ken Wanatabi, um, but he sort of acts a bit too suspicious. He doesn't want to get Tim go to the apartment, which immediately makes you go, oh, he might be a bad guy. He's, not. he's got to do that though, hasn't he? I guess so. He's got to set up a couple of those. And then we've got Lucy, the news intern, and you mentioned Psyduck and how awful it would be being turned mm. into Psyduck. I freaking love yeah, Psyduck. I'm with you. I was oh, like, what's wrong with Psyduck? So, but again, that makes sense for you. He's so irritating, <laughs> especially as a comic foil later on. It's fun when Peter's like, oh, I'm strapped next to a bomb and Johnny whatever. Duck. But oh Johnny my duck. God, stressful, 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 <laughs> stressful and annoying. I think he's one of the funniest things in the movie. Of course you do. Adorable. <laughs> do they, because uh, I, I, it, it's kind of already established in the... Um, uh, in the through the cartoons and the movies, did they ever really explain in this movie that he is like a bomb? I feel like at it one point Ryan Reynolds just yeah. says yeah. it. And it's not when he's introduced. It takes him a while to tell us that he's a bomb. Yeah. Um, so when he's a bomb in the game, because in the movie, his bomb status uh, is like a sonic wave that he emits. Is yeah. that as it is in the game? Uh, uh, I think he has a move in the game that's some sort of mm. sonic move, but it's a more of a thing in the show. So the three main characters of the TV show are Ash, Ketchum, uh, Brock, and Misty. And Misty, her Pokemon is Psyduck. So okay. that's why he's one of kind of the main characters. And that's more of a thing in the, the show that he gets these headaches that, you know, make him go crazy. Mm. Poor Psyduck. Mm. <laughs> I love him. I really did love him. Um, did you notice the movie that was on the TV in the apartment? Oh, yeah, The Big Sleep. No, Angels with Filthy Souls. Which is oh, from... Oh, God. Um, do you know? I, no, I do know. <laughs> do you? We can, we, we can play it. No, I don't know. It's Home Alone. Home Alone. Home oh, Alone. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the movie from Home Alone. Uh, they used it as a placeholder and then realised that it was really funny to put yeah. it in there. So they kept I thought it, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Completely took me out of the movie, but cool. <laughs> yeah. It does, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're like... Oh. Is that? And then you're forgetting what's going on. Uh, so we find out that Tim wanted to be a Pokemon trainer, but on the most important day of his life, a big tournament, his mum had to go to the doctor. Cut to his dad coming back alone. Pretty crazy doctor's appointment. Yeah. She goes to the doctor's and dies. She should have gone before. <laughs> <laughs> First mean... symptom, whatever that was, I think she ignored it. Yeah, she's yeah. not like it's because he doesn't go. Your mum's got to go to hospital. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. have to leave. Sorry, we can't do the tournament. He goes. She's a bit ill. She's so. going to the doctor. Where's mum? Oh, yeah. So crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, a weird doctor's visit. Um, Tim releases some purple gas. Um, so I got confused again here. So he meets Pikachu, who he can understand. Mm. I love the introduction of Pikachu because it's it's the third man. It's the way they introduce Harry Lyman, yep. the third man, which the is so, it's such a neat thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. I wasn't sure if Pokemon could really be understood by their own trainers. And at this point, I wasn't sure if it was the purple gas that had made Tim able to understand Pikachu. Mm, right. it was, yeah, it was the purple gas. Right. No, it is. no it's no, his it's dad. Because it's his dad. Yeah. If it was the purple gas. But I think the script does a good job of leaving these threads hanging without you going, oh, with your grown up brain going, that's unsatisfying. I need to know. Because later at the battle, purple gas gets everywhere and it's not like all of a sudden the humans are like oh i can fully understand this pokemon so it's you think it might be the gas at this point then it can't be because of the battle and you're still left with these dangling threads to so you get the satisfying payoff at the end that's why you can understand him because this is death yeah see i feel entirely the opposite 
Because what? it's a world that I don't fully understand already. So if it was just the real world, mm. like I'd be like, fine. But because you're sort of already trying to like like find your way in a world of going, right, so can they understand each other already? Is yeah. this unique? What is unique? Is this gas unique? Like, it's a bit too many dangling threads. Okay. I was left confused. I mean, I still understood the payoff, but... Yeah, because I guess even when Pikachu is... It makes the point like, oh, you can understand me. This mm. is so weird. At that point, if you don't know Pokemon, you don't know, is it only the trainer that can understand them? Mm. Or is it like specific people? Is it certain Pokemon? Exactly. Like, There's a lot of unanswered questions. I, I thought that. it was because Tim, having not ever had a Pokemon at the start, had found his Pokemon and therefore the trainer of that Pokemon mm. could understand right. that oh, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's clear here is it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but Ryan Reynolds, uh, at this point, I'm, I'm getting into Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu already. Uh, some great lines. <laughs> Look the... at you. <laughs> is this how Specialist you... websites. Is, is, this, is, is that how you imagined Pikachu potentially sounding like Ryan Reynolds? Absolutely no. not. But, but it also, uh, as soon as I heard it, uh, it wasn't as jarring as I thought it was mm. going to be. That's a hard, How do you give a voice to a the, to such an iconic character mm. that's only ever said one thing before? Well, apparently you just do your own voice and, <laughs> and, make, it, and make him sound like Deadpool without mm. the swearing. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy without the swearing. Or Ryan Reynolds in Red Notice, sure. uh, which I just watched on Netflix. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. He's brilliant in it. Really? It's great, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he's got some good lines though. So when he, Tim's been chased by the apom and his jeans come off the line, they seem to be attracted to your increasing nudeness. <laughs> funny shit. That is funny. He's great. Uh, and he does a spit take in the coffee bar. Not him, the character. And I never fail to laugh at a spit take. <laughs> um, so initially, of course, Tim refuses the call, then accepts it. Good, good. Um, but here's the thing. And it it does, I don't know whether it goes too far. Because obviously you've got, like, you know, the structure of what a noir detective film is. But Pikachu actually says the line. He says, we're going to have to get far enough in the case and then the big bad will reveal himself. Yeah, I like. I needed it. <laughs> Did I'm, you? I'm like that Pikachu occasionally is like, this is exactly what's going yeah. on. Thank you. Very on the nose. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're watching a movie, guys. Yeah. And this is I'm, what's going to happen. I'm self-aware like Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we also, like all good movies, get a tease of what the climax will be. There's going to be a parade for Pokemon and humans. You should go. Cool. Have, have you seen Batman? <laughs> We're going to do that. Uh, when he answers the call, though, uh, that's on Rivington Street in Hackney. Is it really? Yeah, I thought you might like that. That's what they were filming yeah. that, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Run by the offices. That's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off. The case has begun, the sleuthing has started, and it only gets better when Mr. Mime turns up. Wow. Oh, yeah. What a character. So, uh, apparently, not, almost not in the movie, Rob Letterman said he went to the Pokemon company and was like, I have this idea for a scene that requires a photo reel, Mr. Mime, and they said, you don't want to do that. That's <laughs> not going to work. That's going to be too weird. That's going to be creepy. <laughs> But he won out and they let him put him in. I am pissed off with Mr. Mime. Why? Because he's a mime? No, well, kind of. Because um, I like to do 
research for this podcast above and beyond. I normally buy the Blu-ray if it's got a commentary so I can listen to the behind-the-scenes stories. I did that in this case because this film has an audio commentary. What I hadn't realised is the audio commentary is by Mr. Mime. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's genuinely So they, funny. what they do is they play his... Basically, you get him doing commentary over his own scene, which he introduces with Mime and then doesn't speak over the top of. <laughs> and I wasted £9 for that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh. So I did a little bit of research that uh, Rory you'll be able to help me out with uh, in terms of how Mr. Mime was uh, received by uh, Pokemon players Um, 1up.com called him the lamest Pokemon in the franchise Retronaut said everything that's wrong with mimes and clowns Games Radar a fugly Pokemon (laughs) calling it creepy for its humanoid shape and dangling arms and IGN editor Pokemon of the Day chick expressed her dislike (laughs) of the character in multiple articles describing it as an abomination and suggesting the designers were on drugs when they created him. Good Harsh Lord. words from IGN. This is, this is why I didn't know he was hated that much. Apparently so, yeah. You're a fan then? He's just not a popular character. But, I mean, he's also, I think one of the things is he's part of the original 150 that were designed. So probably one of the reasons why he's so unpopular is because also everybody knows who he is. Right. You know, they're up to now, oh God. Hundreds, hundreds of Pokemon. Oh, I read 900 and something, didn't I? As of September the 28th, it was 898. Yeah. So it's usually whenever a new game comes out, you're in a new region, and that region all has its own kind of species of Pokemon that you haven't met before. Um, Mr. Mime was in the original game, so he's one of that first 150. Yeah. And he just. He's weird. He he's, is he weird. Looks weird. I looked at the. Uh, he's weird in this, and the animation is weird. Yeah. Is so. Is Pokemon still as big now? Then Are people still massively into it. Oh yeah, it's wow. huge. I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of. Um, if anything, it's probably only gotten bigger because all the kids like myself that grew up with Pokemon are still invested in it, and it continues to bring in new kids. So it's kind of this snowballing effect where it's just bringing in more people every year. And there's kind of something for everyone. If you don't like the games, try the movies. If you don't like the movies, try the show. It's got manga, anime. It's got everything, really. Um, you work. I'm at not I... sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I have to disclose that. You I'm wearing a lot of Pokemon swag. I got a hat. I got a belt full of balls. <laughs> but I'm not sponsored. Uh, you worked at Chris. Uh, you worked at IGN, Chris. Uh, did you ever meet Pokemon of the Day, chick? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't the... know what that is either. It's what it's, it's, a, it's a handle. It's ed- the editor, uh, IGN editor. Pokemon of the Day okay. Chick. No, don't know her? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, there'll be some more quotes uh, from Pokemon of the Day Chick <laughs> later on. Uh, all I know is this scene with Mr. Mime is great. This is this delivers everything you want from a detective noir story. They're at the docks. Mm. They're in an old warehouse. Yeah. They're interrogating him. Uh, we've got ways of making you talk mm. or mime. <laughs> I thought he was going to waterboard him at one point. I it, did too. It's quite genius, isn't it? It's like, all right, how do we get a grisly interrogation scene mm. into a children's movie where we can't show any yeah, of it? Uh, it's it's like, clever. Mime it. Yeah, that's clever. So even though no Pokemon battles happen in Rhyme City, we have to have a Pokemon battle in a Pokemon movie, so we've got an illegal one. Uh, Charizard. Well, Nailed that, it. That's well, great, it. great. Okay, Charizard, which is what Charmander evolves from, is in there. Uh, he's that DJ that you mentioned, Pokemon. Diplo. Diplo, great. <laughs> My favourite Pokemon is Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, we see a Magikarp for the first time. And uh, the film, as far as I can tell, Rory, you can help me here. The film gets to show off its self-awareness of the Pokemon world. It's a Pokemon movie that is laughing at one of its own Pokemon. Yes. Because Magikarp is not particularly loved either. He, he's up there with Mr. Mime. Am I right? You know, he's... Uh, he, he's Pointless. He's He's got some appeal to him. He's kind of reached like meme status. So people do love him for the fact that he is so useless. But as you learnt in the movie, he's useless up until the point where he evolves. Mm. Uh-huh. And the Pokemon he evolves into, Gyarados, is actually one of the most popular of the original 150 Pokemon. It's That's a powerful Pokemon. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus online. Games Radar, the ultimate and useless Pokemon until it evolves. The Escapist, uh, the 61st favorite Pokemon, still stating that it's the most useless. And IGN editor, Pokemon of the Day Chick, called it an abomination and suggested the designers were on drugs when they created it. <laughs> Does she like Pokemon? <laughs> I made that up. She didn't really say that. That was written by a Digimon, I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, uh, they're off back to Ken Wanatabi, who's like, watch this horrifying crash video of your father's death and I'll prove he's dead. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he has, Justice has seen his dad die like eight times by the movie ends. That's true. <laughs> when he gets back to lab, it's like, you gotta watch yeah. it one more time? We've got a great angle here. Yeah. But he doesn't Hologram. how holograms work. Dream. <laughs> Memory. Puppet show by the end. <laughs> is, there, is there any other media we can use to show you he's dead? So now the mission changes. It's no longer about proving his dad is alive. He accepts he's dead, but wants to finish his father's case and find out what this purpose gases and why Mewtwo killed his dad. So we get a little TV interview with Bill Nye hammering home this evolve into a better version of yourself thing. And we get to meet his son, Roger, who's a massive dick mm. to intern Lacey. Yeah. Which works at this point because you meant to suspect he might be the bad guy. I think, I just think the writer was like, we need to show a man who's toxic, but not too toxic because we're going to do a flip reverse at the end. How do you show a man who's toxic? He's sitting right in front of you. What to a young girl? It's right there. We can't do that. What if he slagged off her clothes? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, kids like fashion, don't they? That old, they'll be like, oh, zinger. <laughs> like, whatever he says to her. I get it because you can't have him like smack her ass or whatever, but it felt really yeah. flat. Like, yeah. Buy some new clothes. Buy some new clothes. Um, Okay. Don't dress like that. Oh, so he's a dick, but not that much. Not that much. Yeah, they they play it really weird because then he's even like, I don't want your story, but I do want a story. So do (laughs) find one, but get that shit out of here. (laughs) It's a weird balance. Yeah. And we see pink latex latex gloves woman. Who's she going to be? So... If you weren't clear who the bad guy is by now, it's Bill Nighy because his son is too obvious. Uh, we get some backstory about Mewtwo, which I believe is in the game. Fossilized remains, most powerful Pokemon ever. Uh, ooh, that might be dated a little bit. Okay. Because, well, I don't want to go too deep into Pokemon lore go. here, guys. But there is a Pokemon called uh, Arceus. Who is <laughs> sorry? Who's I'm allegedly? He's called Arceus. Arceus. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I held up my card. I'm so sorry. What's Carry Arceus got going on? Arceus. <laughs> Uh, who is uh, supposedly the god who's also a Pokemon that created all Pokemon. Okay. So wow. it's literally like God, okay. but in Pokemon form. Okay. So, so that's pretty intense. That sounds intense. That's like God coming down to fight. Does, can he be beaten? How do you beat God? Well, asking for a friend. I, I, call, 
I caught God with a Pokeball, and that seemed to work. So. <laughs> you can ask. You can ask Rory about Pokemon. Don't ask him <laughs> theology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. He didn't come in for that. <laughs> right. Good. Question. How do you kill God, Rory? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Anyway, we're leaving Rhyme City. Uh, which I think is a mistake. Uh, if I'm honest, I like Rhyme City. Who framed Roger Rabbit? They don't really leave LA apart from a brief surgeon into Toontown. Um, I guess Chinatown leaves LA briefly. I, I was sorry to leave Rhyme City for this rural setting. Mm. It feels like a noir film should be in a city. Uh, yeah. But uh, Psyduck needing spa music and a foot massage to top him exploding is great. That is funny. Uh, uh, Rita Ora playing a scientist. Not so great. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect when I sat down to watch this film to see Rita Ora doing clinical trials. <laughs> Neither did I. It really took <laughs> me by Vivisection. surprise. Vivisection. Because <laughs> is she also, once you got over, I was like, is that Rita Ora? Okay, fine. Is she a baddie or a goodie? Because she's Rita Ora, and, and so you you know you're like, oh, good for you, you've got this. But is she doing bad stuff? I think she is. Yeah, I've watched it three times. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> when she gets like blown backwards, because it's like a cool shot where I think mm. you're meant to feel bad for her. Like, oh, for, you've been blown to smithereens by your I own inventions, really. Yeah. Okay. I think it was just like Rita Ora wants to be in the movie. How many Instagram for? Oh, yeah, she can be in the movie. Yeah, 100%. It is funny watching her run the lines. The hater has overreacted. <laughs> we have a $100 million marketing budget, so <laughs> yeah. chuck some her way. And she's doing the theme tune, so. <laughs> oh, is she? She oh, did. She did. Yeah, the, the end credit song is hers. Oh, okay. right. Uh, we see some Torterra. Yeah, great, fine. Uh, who don't have their own Wikipedia page, so I know nothing about them. Uh, this is all my info has come from Wikipedia. Is it Torterra or Torterra Gorgon? Uh, I imagine a Torterra Gorgon is the big, big thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's Torterra. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There's a there's a middle one. It, they evolved from a starting Pokemon called a Turtwig, I believe. <laughs> Um, which is, you know, they always start really small and cute and then they become these monstrosities. Yeah. But uh, even though the final evolution of Turtwig is huge, I think this is where the movie is like, no Pokemon is that big. Okay. That is enormous. That is weird and bizarre. Yeah, where they become the actual landscape. Yeah, mm, that's okay. unheard of. That's a product of the experiments yeah. happening in the lab. Which they make a point of talking about towards the end for very good reason, which we'll get onto. Why did they build the lab on that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Uh, that yeah. seems like a strange move. I don't know why they're making them, trying to make them so big. That seems like a side project. Yeah, it's like we'll do the Mewtwo world. One, but That's we'll what also... I thought Bill knows. Like, I can make planets now, but that doesn't. It's come for up. it's yeah. for a massive CGI, you know, disaster level action sequence yeah. in which Pikachu gets injured, and so they need to take him to a healer Pokemon, who turns out to be Mewtwo, who believes humanity is evil. Which is actually what Mewtwo thinks. We have to be really clear here. This isn't Mewtwo being Bill Nye. This is Mewtwo who doesn't yeah. like humanity. Yeah. Right. Um, which is, like you said, is like the redemption arc that this character has. Uh, but thanks, Pikachu, for bringing him the sun, or her, bringing them the sun. So uh, Mewtwo is the baddie for a moment, but then Roger, in inverted commas, captures Mewtwo. Only it's not Roger, but we don't know that then. We think he just loves sunglasses in the daylight because he's a dick. Um, don't you normally wear sunglasses in daylight? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the opposite, isn't it? 
God. I did so much research on Pokemon that I lost... I forgot what it was like to be alive. Couldn't see the wood for the Torterra. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. That's a normal thing. <laughs> All right, move on. It's, it's okay. I just, I just want to apologise to anyone who's listening to this wearing sunglasses in a day like you are not dicks. Uh, that is the right that time. That is the prescribed yeah. usage. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Good, good. Good, good. It's been a long week. So, um... We're so near the end. Pikachu can't believe his amnesia made him part of Mewtwo's evil plan. Oh. So leaves off all sad, but then stumbles on the crash site and finds a clue. Uh, sings, sings the the cartoon theme tune while he's stumbling. Oh, is yeah. that what that is? <laughs> yeah, it comes in twice, actually. Uh, it also is playing when they're doing the uh, the advertisement for the parade. They're playing the classic themes, theme tune. Yeah. Oh, that's great. A couple of really nice little Easter eggs. Okay, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that. I've not seen the cartoon. How did I know that? I've never seen the cartoon. I just feel like oh, the, well, the maybe you used to play it in the office all the time. Yeah, I think it was my ringtone at one point. So, yeah. <laughs> he finds a Greninja star and sees that Greninjas actually blew up Dad's car. And they were actually bad guys, but Mewtwo was trying to protect them. And he realizes that Roger is the real baddie. Clue, he's not. Um, so Greninja, uh, I think you, you'll be right in uh, telling me that I'm right in this, uh, Rory. Uh, it's proven to be one of the most popular Pokemon ever. And just last year was named Pokemon of the Year in a huge fan poll run by Google and the Pokemon Company. No way. Apparently. Really? Pokemon of the Year? Mm. I hate Last Greninja. year, though. Really? Yeah. It doesn't do anything for me. I don't like water Pokemon. I don't. I just don't like his design. Oh. I thought, isn't it the classic thing of because he looks pretty cool and he's got Ninja in his name? If you're a kid and he's like, he's got Ninja in his name. Well, I love him. That's it. He throws water shuriken. Awesome. I'm in. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, well, Screen Rant called him one of the most popular Pokemon from the entire series. Paste listed him as the ninth best Pokemon ever. And IGN editor Pokemon of the Day chick called him an abomination and suggested <laughs> the designers were on drugs when they created him. He is quite... Uh, I probably could have guessed that because he's one of the few Pokemon that appears in like a lot of different games and things uh, as a main character. Right. They've put him in a lot of other stuff. So I guess he is popular. I, I thought he looked pretty cool. Like in that sort of like the teenage boy me went ah oh, shurikens yeah cool yeah. I love him but we're off to back to Rhyme City yay time for the Batman gas balloons parade yay <laughs> yeah Howard's wearing Cerebro <laughs> yes that's it yeah there's a lot there's a lot of things plucked elsewhere <laughs> in this final few scenes <laughs> yeah uh, it, it turns out Bill Nighy is revealed as the big bad. He inhabits Mewtwo's body while fusing all the human and Pokemon together with the gas. For some reason, it really doesn't go into it, does no. it? It's kind of uh, maybe it's that delusion of like I'm gonna bring all of humanity up to the next step of evolution. Yeah. Mm, you yeah. know, that's it. I think that's what it is. Which on paper could be a good thing. So not a bad guy. Apart from the babies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and as you pointed out, mm. sure, step in the right direction for evolution if you're mixed with a fucking Zapdos, yeah, but if you get merged with a Diglett, you're like, well, this is a big step down for me. I will what? take your word for that. Mm. I believe uh, you. <laughs> how, how big's a Diglett? A Diglett is like a little, it looks like a penis that pops out of the ground and it lives underground. And it, that's it. <laughs> oh my god, how did that not what make it? A Diglett. What does it that's how you have babies, with a Diglett. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it evolves that. into, as three steps and eventually uh, evolves into Doug Trio, which is three penises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've watched some of that anime. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. A Rutsaki uh, Dojo. Yeah. Dark stuff. Uh, right. So, uh, Roger, 
who we thought was the baddie, is then revealed in the movie's creepiest freaking moment, and I love this, mm. to be a ditto. They're awesome. It's the, it's when she, he takes off the sunglasses. Yes. Uh, she, he, they. It's when the ditto takes off the sunglasses and it's got those tiny little ditto eyes. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Amazing. Well, it's, it's done the Terminator 2 thing as well, where it's it's scrolled through the different people it's Oh, been. yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and the, but the sunglasses then you realise were the clue. Mm. Yeah. So you wear sunglasses in the daylight or when you haven't got eyes. <laughs> because yeah, you're yeah. The, two, the only two reasons there are sunglasses. <laughs> when you haven't got eyes because you're ditto. <laughs> or daylight. Yeah, it's quite... Whichever comes first. It's, confu- it's confusing. Quite, it's quite good. You mentioned the T-1000 death when it goes into the magma in Terminator 2, and that is the death of the ditto here. But they do make a point of saying... I think Roger goes, that wasn't actually a ditto. That was uh, one of my father's creations right. grown in the laboratory. Oh. So they justify killing it because it's not a Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, because that was like a weird thing where he hits it with the gas mm. and that seems to kill this Pokemon. Yeah, it doesn't mm. kill the others. Yeah, yeah, so they have to establish, that's not a regular ditto, that's a monster ditto. There was so much going on by that point. I, I completely missed that because it's kind of, I feel like oh, we've got to have the Marvel ending now. Yes, right. It does. It feels it's like annoying. it feels like the end of Avengers. It feels like any mm. big flying chase around a major city, <laughs> which is just white noise to me now. I just completely switch off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so they kill the Ditto, um, and then Tim is like, "Oh my god, what can I do?" Bill Nighy is Mewtwo, and he's killing. Poor Pikachu. I'll take his VR headset off. Uh, <laughs> take Cerebro off his head. <laughs> yeah. Job done. It's, it's such a it's such a bizarre a way to end that fight because also when he's in the body of Mewtwo and he uh, turns to see Justice pulling off the headset, he looks so surprised. Like he never thought that would happen. <laughs> that would in a, he's happen. like, no! And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> Your limp body is in a chair up there. Anyone could do it. You know, wheel yourself into a cupboard. Yeah. Somewhere. I'm, under, I'm under the stairs. They'll never find me. Now I can put Cerebro on. Yeah, just in the middle of an office with floor-to-ceiling glass windows. True, yeah. Here I am, and I'm, I'm totally inside you too, so I cannot protect myself. Yeah, uh, although he does. When he does uh, his uh, response when he gets the headset ripped off is like when you turn a game off, uh, a video game in front of a child. He goes, no! What have you done? So... Um, Tim uh, wants to check on Pikachu. <laughs> this is the I don't. This is just a bit silly, but it did annoy me at the time. Pikachu has freefalled fifty floors um, from the in the sky. He falls like a rock to the bottom. And Tim, who's on the fiftieth floor, sees Pikachu fall. Pikachu lands, but he's saved by Mewtwo. And then Tim exits the building on ground level and goes Pikachu. And you're like, that's a fast elevator. Yeah, that's a sharp cut. Yeah, annoyed me. Right. Uh, this is where I should say that there's some sort of Pokey Vader in the franchise <laughs> that oh, that's travels right. at three times yeah. speed. Yeah, is there? There isn't. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, it turns out that uh, Tim could actually understand Pikachu because it was his dad, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh, but he's still leaving, and then he's not. 
because he wants to stay with his dad. He puts the ticket in the bin. Yeah, foolish. Rail Get fares. a refund. Oh, exactly. my God, look at my yeah. train ticket in bin. Look at you two. That's wasteful. Money bags, Tim. Especially right now. It's cheaper to fly to Edinburgh <laughs> than it is to get a train ticket to Edinburgh. So what the fuck are they doing? It's just throwing money away. So Ryan Reynolds, the, this is really, I'm projecting into Ryan Reynolds' vanity. And I think it's good, but... There's a card at the beginning where Tim is like happy twenty, you know, from his dad. He's twenty one. My is Ryan Reynolds old enough to have a twenty one year old son? Yes. In the real world, yeah. So he's I think sixty two. He's not sixty two. <laughs> I just I didn't, was think, I didn't think it was weird as well. Yeah. That he just yeah he kind of appears. I think as, as well, just like a man. In terms of the currency of Hollywood, you always want to play as young as possible because you don't want to then make that leap into not leading man or not love interest. So I thought it was amazing that you know he's like yeah I will play the father of a 21 year old of a man a 21 year old is not a child but then I was just running I was like is he really old enough I suppose he's he in is, his but... mid 40s is he is he yeah he's 45 now okay would have been a bit younger when he made this but yeah yeah I don't know I just took me ages to clock that that actually was his dad because they didn't the age gap didn't seem quite right mm. but there we go mm. and then I was distracted by the ticket in the bin stuff so did anyone get emotional at this reunion of Ryan Reynolds the actor and no. Tim, the, the character. The moment does not land, I don't mm. think. No. I don't know no. why, though. Did they run out of money so we couldn't see the transformation? Like, you're used to seeing this stuff oh, in the movies. Oh, true, yeah, true. We cut away and then we, we get that weird reveal at the station. I don't know. It just it didn't stick the landing. And so I was a little bit disappointed. Also, I was still reeling from the fact that Mewtwo had just said, you've shown me that not all humans are bad, good man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Tim oh, Goodman. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be sick. I told sick. you, once you get an eye for head. it, you can't unsee yeah. it. You'll see it everywhere now. I'm going to be sick. That's yeah. Mr. Badman. Do they... She, wait, Mewtwo doesn't say good man. Uh, it says good man. Not ex, not in a run-on from that <laughs> sentence. <but>. Okay. <clears throat> it's not quite as bad. Incredible. Uh, any more for any more? Is there anything I missed on our, my journey through uh, Detective Pikachu? Nailed it. No. Oh, look at that. Well Fantastic. Respect yeah, from, respect from Fantastic. the experts. That means it went well. That means it went well. Uh, shall we do the bits then? Yeah, let's sure. do the questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I need that on my way. There's, there's so much that I haven't understood. Can we keep some things the same just okay. for ease? Uh, best scene. I'll start with you. Victoria. I honestly, it's the instructional video at the start because I really like an instructional video and I think this is a very good one. Mm. So, and it just explained the world in a fun way and I needed it and I liked it. Chris? Uh, I like it when Pikachu gives Psyduck a massage. It's good, isn't it? Very yeah, cute. I it. So, you yeah. like duck feet, you know, like human feet. They're not feet. They're human, not feet. They're not feet. They're flippers, let's call them. Ducks have feet. Not human feet, though. No, Is there right. a name no. for it? Is there a name for duck feet? Webbed no. feet? Is that it? Foot, foot. Web, if you, if I gonna... mean, in the world of Pokemon, it's probably called a deet or a defeat. <laughs> defeat. <laughs> I, I don't know. You'll have a go, won't you? Oh, uh, what's, what's it? <laughs> they start with the F and then add it to the duck. <laughs> <laughs> They're called palmate. Oh, palmate. I've never heard that. That does Pokemon. sound like a Pokemon. Yeah, I will say. It's a, I've got my palmate here. <laughs> uh, Rory, what's your favourite uh, scene in the movie? My favourite scene has to be the ditto fight. Uh, even though I had already seen the movie, I'd forgotten about that twist. Mm. And I, it's just fun. It's just fun if, if you like, uh, I feel like you don't even have to know Pokemon to kind of understand what's happening here. It's a Pokemon that can shift into other yeah. Pokemon. Again, part of the original 150, so like quite a popular one, quite a famous one. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that fight scene was a really fun way mm. of like having a 
Pokemon versus human fight. But even at the end, when uh, he's hanging out the window and he transforms into a little Cubone, just starts it's like, <laughs> you can end this right now. But he's like toying with him. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, I, lo- I do love that bit where <laughs> and then he just gets <gasps> hammered out the window. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's so brutal. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. That's right. We didn't talk about how Roger makes a massive U-turn from being a bit of a dick to like saving himself and then saving the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tim's gone without Roger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the bit with the ditto where Tim goes, you're a ditto. And then it just transforms into the green blob that is a ditto and goes, ditto. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> laughing great. in his face. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best scene is where they torture Pokemon to death, Mr. Mime where he literally lights a match and then drops it at the end yeah. uh, after mm. laying petrol to a Mine sealed petrol. room. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty dark. It's great, isn't you it? You said it well. Like They they managed to get the darkness of a, a, a noir film in there, but it's acceptable because, I don't know, can a mime die from mime? That's a really good question. Oh. Are you asking Rory? Don't ask him about God or mimes. He's here for Pokemon. All <laughs> oh, right, let's do your most valuable whatever, Chris. Uh, in the film, it's Psyduck. <laughs> Because yeah. I think we can all relate. We tend to do it in the film, but go on. <laughs> no, because my real one is actually outside of the film, because that's why it's whatever. Um, Rush Nerd, I'm going to go for. So in 2012, there was a petition online for who should voice Detective Pikachu. 51,000 people voted for Danny DeVito. Rush Nerd is a YouTuber who took audio of Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and put it over uh, Detective Pikachu in the trailer. And it is amazing. He's saying the filthiest, foulest things, but it works so well. So I'll post that on our Twitter, but all power to Rush Nerd for getting Danny DeVito in Detective Pikachu. I can't believe I haven't seen this. That's That's right up my alley. That's incredible. Watch it, the pub. Yeah. Rory, your most valuable whatever. Uh, I had, I've got two. Um, one, one is ambiguous, so I thought I'd pick a more specific one. I love the scene where right after they've been attacked by the Apom monkeys, when they're kind of just walking through the streets, and it gives you these little glimpses of just people living with Pokemon in their everyday lives, using uh, Charmander's tail to like cook food. You see the birds up above. It's just great. Mm. It's just as a as a fan, you get to see actually what it's like for these people to live alongside Pokemon. But I admit that's a little ambiguous. No, it's so good. I go even more specific. There's actually a very very cool little Easter egg uh, hidden when they go to the the lab where Mewtwo was born. When they're going through the computers, uh, at one point it mentions that Mewtwo uh, escaped the Kanto region 20 years ago. When you saw Mewtwo at the beginning of the movie, I think a lot of people were like, that's cool because, as I said, he was the antagonist in the first uh, animated movie, which was set in the Kanto region. (laughs) So when you first see him, you think, oh, this is just another story where they're using him again as a villain. When in reality, it seems like those events all took place in this universe 20 years ago and now they've managed to capture him again and they're doing more experiments. So that was a really cool little nod that I appreciated. Very cool. cool. That's good. Victoria. Uh, Ryan Reynolds because it being hand on heart so good isn't it have you watched have you got Netflix yeah but I heard Red Red Notice was shite yeah it is so good (laughs) is he doing something different is he doing something different I would watch him do that all fucking day though I don't mind him did you guys have you seen Free Guy yeah you've Mm. seen it yeah Yeah, I have yeah what's Mm. the verdict good really good yeah I've heard some real mixed reviews because we obviously work with a lot of people in the games industry and I think it's a little hot or cold like for some people it's a bit close to home with so many references and Mm. things but I didn't like it you didn't like it 
I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. There you I'd, go. I'd had as much red wine, though, as I'd had when I watched Detective Pikachu, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows what you actually think? <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Just He was, honestly, I was excited to have you, Rory, on the podcast, but I wasn't, like, super excited about seeing this film, apart from the fact that Ryan Reynolds was in it, and I would watch him basically do anything, which is handy, because he does the same thing all the time, so I'll watch all his outputs. Get some red notice on your screen. Are you sure? Is it really, like, is it, is it short? Yeah, it's just the right length. All right, fine. It's how many people save it on? for the red notice. Episode. Everyone is half arsing it in it, and yet it's still great because okay. it just zips around the world, crazy locations. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> Canto, Rhyme City, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Toontown. Uh, my MVW is Psyduck. Unbelievable. I love him. Do you know what this is? Because you don't live with fucking kids. Because no. that was like that is just it just reminds me of being near a child all the time. It's like you need stuff. All the time. I have to keep you calm all the time. How is mother? <laughs> it's very. Uh, right, and finally, what would you change, Chris? Okay, so I wasn't a fan of Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pokemon. I didn't fit Detective Pikachu. I didn't think he really worked as this detective. He didn't sound like a detective to me. But now I understand the voice thing, how he could understand the voice, that he was understanding his dad, it was his dad's voice. Mm -hmm. It then begs the question, why did he not recognise his dad's voice? Good question. Um, oh, so yeah. this, this sent me... <laughs> that off, is a very good mm. question. So this sent me down another little route. Um, if Alex died... What? And then I bumped into Alex's dog, Simon, mm. and Simon had Alex's voice. I'd know that was Alex's voice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a flaw in this movie. So to fix this problem, Pikachu can still have Ryan Reynolds' voice because that's part of the reason it made so much money and people went to see it. But when he turns into Harry... I'd have him be Danny DeVito with Danny DeVito's voice. <laughs> so that's his dad. Danny DeVito is his dad. Danny DeVito can be in this film and then he's a better age. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because this movie isn't confusing enough already. <laughs> yeah. um, I would love that right at the end. <laughs> it was me. I was the Pikachu. That's the ending. <laughs> there you go. Now you're getting it. Money now you're getting it. The Victoria. I've got quite a few. Uh, don't mm. call the purple smock. Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> Lean more into Jurassic Park when we go back to the lab. Very much raptors in Jurassic Park vibe. Let's have a kitchen scene. Why not? Right. Rather than just putting the Lucy stuck on the ceiling, let's do something else rather yeah. than the plucky investigator trope or over that. Um, don't give the goody Harry the same initial as the baddie Howard. <laughs> because that annoys me. Don't call them good man. Uh, that's it, really. Just, right. a, just the tweaks. They're Real just tweaks. tweaks. Yeah. major there nothing no. major script wise right. Rory th th those are some great ones because there are also uh, you know there are Pokemon that do look like dinosaurs you could have had some real fun replicating uh, Jurassic Park kind of uh, kitchen scene that would have been an amazing idea yeah. people would have loved that uh, my biggest one is I just I, I think it's such a mistake for them to have the conclusion that uh, Pikachu's turned back into a human I think that is such a huge mistake to have at the the end of that movie mm -hmm. because you immediately really shut down any uh, hopes for a, a sequel mm -hmm. because it's kind of you have to turn him back into a Pikachu. But then also you miss out on the opportunity of an even better sequel where now uh, Justice has to find out this new dynamic where a Pikachu is his father. And it's like that weird balance. It's like, I'm your trainer. It's like, I'm your dad. <laughs> and that would just be, that would, I would watch a whole two hours yeah, of that. I think that good. would be so funny. Yeah. So I think they missed an opportunity there. Yeah, it does. It, I sort of get what you mean. It's so strange when you see the Pikachu at the end uh, without Ryan Reynolds inside it. And it just sort of feels like 
visually that is the character you've gone on this journey with for the movie but suddenly it's just there going pika pika and it's sort of like oh you're just not anything really yeah now. it's quite strange isn't very it? strange um it sort of leans into what you did uh what you said your most valuable whatever was rory i, I love the world building at the start in terms of Rhyme City. I think there's the craziness that goes on. I think Mr. Mime, I think Psyduck, I think seeing all the Pokemon working alongside humans. I did actually really like that. And I think it's just such a shame that the film doesn't lean more into the kind of weirdness of this Pokemon human world. And instead, like Chris said, just becomes, you know, your Marvel action spectacle at the end. I mean, that third act, I was uh, 20 minutes to go. I was like, I'm done here. This is this is boring now. So Was um, it, um? because it's quite interesting that you guys would have interpreted that so differently than I did. Those scenes where you see Pokemon with humans and like doing tasks, whether it's like squirting water to clean floors and things. Was that confusing or did you appreciate it or would you have liked they, more info thought they were slaves and is a bit slave is bad <laughs> doing little done? human jobs what have we done to these people <laughs> these things these friends because I loved it I thought it was great not the I slavery part but I liked it yeah I, th- I, I thought it was good but I think that was you know it's like, you know, it's it's the world building. It's like Zootropolis or something. The world building in that, it's like, I really like sort of seeing how this functioning society, and then it's sort of all just sort of like goes, make way for fighting, big <laughs> fight, balloon parade. Yeah, even the big showdown at the end, which is at this huge, big, you know, parade and ceremony, there's really only like, two fights going on mm. with just two people they don't bring in any other pokemon mm. or trainers mm. or mm. it's not the spectacle that it really could be mm. with like an ip that has such rich characters and lore and yeah exactly exactly right then we are done with detective pikachu it's time for the verdict you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth I'll take this one, guys. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> you've seen you do you've seen Roger Rabbit. I have, yeah. You? It's been a good few years, yeah. but uh, I have seen it. Do you want to? Can we throw you in a vote? Can we, do you want to vote in the 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 verdicts? I think it's only really fair. That I'll, we I'll be last. Yeah. I'll be last. All right, cool. Just to just see see where your your heads are at. All right, these were Chris's choices. Uh, Alex, mm. I think I know which way you're voting. So I'm going to start with you. Which movie do you Pikachu? <laughs> very good uh i'm gonna nice. keep it short i did enjoy detective pikachu um who framed roger rabbit is a five-star movie for me <laughs> uh so there you go i enjoy it as much now as i did then so my winner is without a doubt who framed roger rabbit vicky uh, so which oh, film do you pikachu okay good um I it mean, sounds a bit like pick or choose is that yeah, what it's meant to pikachu pikachu okay okay so I'll be brief. Same reasons. Ryan Reynolds nearly swung it because I do love that man, but Roger Rabbit is the better film. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> it's Roger Rabbit. Uh, it's just the better film. But also, I mean, it's not just the quality of the film, just technically what they achieved and what Bob Hoskins achieved. I think it does give it extra points as well. It's just something special. Rory, I oh. mean, as a, we are three people who came to Pokemon as newbies with this movie. Yeah. So perhaps we might be missing something. What's exactly. your take? Um, I'm glad I didn't start. <laughs> uh, voting process. Uh, I, you know, it's kind of unfair for me to say because I have a very nostalgic connection with Pokemon. Um, for me, it is going to be uh, Detective Pikachu. Okay. I did enjoy it a little bit more. That's sure? good. Yeah, that's I'm right. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. That's nice. A little uh, bit. And, gonna... and because of that, Rory's my MVW. 
Oh, oh you, you have never been that nice to me in three years. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Right then. Let's look ahead to next week. Uh, congratulations to Roger Rabbit. And thank you, Rory. Thank you for having me. It's that was so much fun. Pleasure. Yeah. I do, I, do, I do have a question. Well, sure. Hello. This Paranormal Life mm-hmm. is a great podcast. I think sometime next year on this show, we might be investigating the Blair Witch Project. Ooh. I don't want to put you on the spot, but might you be able to help us out with that one? Yeah, okay. I'd love to. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. We I... need to know the truth behind the Blair Witch. That would I be think, fun. I yeah, think we you could... could help us. We could bring some like real life research to it. So that would be, okay. be very fun. It's yeah. a deal. Great stuff. Imagine All right. It. I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have some bit of space. What are you doing later? Do you want to go to the pub? <laughs> you hang out? I'll well, hang out. Yeah. I've got more questions about Pokemon. So let's look ahead to next week. Victoria's Choices. Reminders of the if you're bored, Ria, just play a video game. <laughs> so what are the movies that we are doing next week? <laughs> Can you guess, Rory, based on that clue? <laughs> just one more time, because I'm really pleased with it. If you're bored, Ria, just play a video game. And my clue, which which will be online by this point, uh, is I'm in computers. I feel like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Vicky, what are the films? Uh, Chris, you're watching Tron, and Alex, you're watching The Matrix. Woo! Yeah, big week. Where did big Matrix, where's week. Matrix come from? The Matrix. No, but the clue. What was? <laughs> it? Mine was I'm in computers. Yeah, I mean, and yours is. If you're Baudrillard. No, no, but oh, work it through for us. Oh, yeah. so Baudrillard, Baudrillard. Sorry, that's the correct pronunciation. Baudrillard Simulacra and Simulacrum is kind of you can. I am having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Neo, uh, not Neo. Uh, someone's got a Simulacrum, sim- Simulacrum, and Simulacrum in the Matrix. And the thing, oh, we, we, really super quick. If you haven't pub. already, please subscribe to us on <laughs> Apple, Spotify. <laughs> theory is that the world is hyper. We've stuffed our world so full of symbols and semiotics that the world is no longer real. We are not living in reality. We're living in a representation of reality, which is very lucid. The story of the Matrix. Okay, so, yeah. that's actually good. That's, that's really clue, good. Yeah. Thanks. If you haven't already subscribed to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods, uh, please do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ClashPod. Uh, if you are coming to our live show, that's a hangover from the old script. So <laughs> do not come to our live show tonight. It was last week. Uh, back on Monday, talking Tron. Bye-bye. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 